0: Well, what do you preach about uh, when you gather in the midst of this pandemic? Will you preach the gospel? Amen. And the gospel is what we need. Amen? Amen? At all times, no matter the season of life, until Christ returns, the gospel is our greatest need. And so it is the gospel that we preach today. I'm going to invite you to turn with me in your copy of God's Word to the Gospel of John in chapter 13, and we will read one verse, the first verse of John 13. Today's message is, He loves His own with the fullest measure of love. He loves His own with the fullest measure of love. If you are physically able this morning, I ask that you stand with me in the honor and reverence the reading of God's blessed word to us today. John 13 and verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. May God bless the reading of his word today. You may be seated. Thank you. It has been said that uh, frequently during the Roman games, the emperors, in order to please, to gratify the citizens of Rome, at times they would cause sweet perfumes to be rained down upon the citizens from the awning that covered the amphitheater. And when the seal was broken and the jars were opened, the drops of perfumed rain would pour over the citizens, refreshing them, pleasing them. Such is the love of God through Jesus Christ shed upon us by the Holy Spirit when the Word of God is opened before us. There is a sweetness to the gospel, a richness to the fullest extent, a beautiful aroma of Love that has been shown to the citizens of heaven in the person and redeeming work of Jesus Christ, God's only Son, sent into the world to save sinful man. What I wish to do today with the Lord's help is to take this one verse and squeeze out its sweet ointment the sweet ointment of the love of God and the passion of Christ, that our souls here today and those watching would be refreshed and satisfied with its beautiful truths. So at this time, let us ask the Lord to rain down upon us heaven's perfume through the Holy Spirit this morning. Let's pray. Precious Lord, we come to you again asking for your blessings upon our gathering today. Of those here, of those watching, Lord, that you would take this wonderful message of how you love your own to the fullest measure of love and awaken our souls, Lord, and give us the ability to receive it today, to be refreshed by it, to be reminded of it, to be made whole through your love. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, for His sake and for His glory. Amen. John writes in chapter 13 and verse 1, Now before the feast of the Passover, before the feast of the Passover, John writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, remembering this evening, as Jesus Christ gathered with His disciples in that upper room for what we call the Last Supper. But it was to celebrate the Passover with His disciples before He would suffer, before He would be betrayed even that very night. We learn from other Gospels that Jesus greatly desired to share this Passover, this Last Supper with them before He would Suffer, And it says when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart this world, out of this world, to the Father, Jesus understood that he had been making his way to Jerusalem this last time for this act of sacrifice, the sacrificial love, and the blood of the Lamb of God that would be spilt for the remission of sins. He knew that the time had come. He knew that soon He would be in the presence of the Father again from whence He came. But before there was a heaven to rejoice in, a heaven to enjoy, there was a cross to carry. It is the same with us, my brothers and sisters. Before there is heaven to enjoy, For the citizens of the kingdom of God, there is a cross to be picked up and to follow Jesus Christ. Go the way that he went. But isn't it amazing that even with the glory that was set before him, he was thinking of his own. He was thinking of his own and gathering them together to minister unto them. And even with the cross of suffering and death before Him, again, He was thinking of His own. Many people, most people in a situation like this or in other situations, think of themselves or they check out early. You've seen that at times in life when someone knows that they might be leaving a job or something. They have uh, the tendency in our sinful flesh to check out early emotionally, physically, but that was not our Lord Jesus Christ. He knew the cross was before Him, and He knew that He would be returning unto the Father, but He was not checking out. He was gathering His disciples together. He was thinking of others, and He was especially thinking of His own. The verse also said, having loved having loved His own who were in the world. Now listen to me this morning. There is a general sense in which God so loves the world. But there is a deeper love for His own. Some might reject that thought. But I believe, yes, God so loves the world, but there is a deeper love for His own. You see, many had gathered for the healing services of Jesus Christ. Many, a few tasted the wine that was once water. Others had eaten many thousands of the multiplied fishes and loaves of bread. Many others had followed along for a time to hear the teachings and the parables of Jesus Christ. But not all of them were His own. And we even see that in the Gospel of John. When the teaching got hard, they left. Except for those who continued to follow Him. There is a common grace that all the world experiences because of God's benevolent love. But listen to me this morning. There is a particular grace of redemption and spiritual restoration upon His own. The sheep of His pasture. There is a deeper love for those who hear, for those who know, and those who follow the voice of the shepherd. You see, beloved, there is an upper room prepared for his own that all will not experience. Then, and even now. Some argue that is narrow-minded. Some argue that is inclusive and exclusive. And you want to know what? It is. It most certainly is. But why would some think that they should eat with the Lord in the upper room when they do not love the sound of His voice? Why do some think that they should rejoice in the upper room of heaven and paradise when they do not heed the teachings of Jesus Christ? when they do not love the Word of God, when they do not give their life to Jesus Christ, when they do not take up their cross and follow Him. Why would others think that they should experience the joys that others experience when they live for themselves and their desires each day? Yes, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever will believe in Him, will have eternal life. But there is a deeper love for those who believe. For those who follow. For those who love the voice of the Lord. The voice of the shepherd. And who are His own? In this case, minus Judas, it was these disciples. But there were other godly women and men that followed Him to the end, even some godly women and John at the foot of the cross. They were those that dropped their nets. They were those that left their tax booths. They left their other jobs and aspirations in life to follow Christ, believing that He was the Messiah, the Anointed One of God sent to save His people. These were His own. Those that went out in the power of the Holy Spirit and changed the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Those that endured many hardships for the name of Jesus Christ. Many persecutions for the name of Jesus Christ. And even death for the name of Jesus Christ. These were his own. These are his own still today who are His own today, still like those who were His own in that upper room. Those that follow Him. Those that hear His voice. Those that surrender their life unto Jesus Christ, believing that He is the Messiah and that He is the only way unto the Father in heaven. Believing what He did in His death, burial, and resurrection is able to cleanse us and save us. Those are His own today. How do we know that we are one of His own? By calling upon Him. By following Him. By serving Him. By loving Him. These are His own today. It says He loved them. How did He love them? One way was that He drew them aside and close to worship and to fellowship and to teach them before He would receive the kiss of Judas, the kiss of betrayal. Still today He gathers His own for the same closeness and fellowship and worship and teaching through the Holy Spirit and through His Word that is given to us. We also know that following in this chapter, he humbled himself by washing their feet, teaching them a valuable lesson of humility, showing that he came to serve mankind, not to be served. He washed their feet before he would go to the cross. He made sure that they were not arrested with Him on that night. But there are other things as well that we see Him even providing for the care of His mother while He's hanging on the cross. Oh, how He loved. Oh, how He thought of others, even in His suffering. We also see Him ministering to a would-be disciple, hanging on a cross beside Him. Hmm how He was thinking of others, how He was thinking of the converted thief that would see Him in paradise. But at the cross, we see Him making a wondrous purchase with His own blood. And there He has purchased our salvation and freedom through the sacrifice that He made. We have been bought at a price and now His own Belong to Him. He purchased us at Calvary. And there we see majesty in misery. As the fountain of His flesh was opened up at the cross. We see sorrow and love mingled together and flowing down. Oh how He loved. Oh how He loves His own. We sing a beautiful hymn. Their mercy was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. There he made the purchase for his own. The verse continues to say he loved his own that were in the world. Again, he knew how his own would be left in the world after He would ascend into the Father, how His disciples would be His witnesses to take the message of the good news of Jesus Christ wherever they would go. He knew they would literally, with this message, in the power of the Holy Spirit, turn the world upside down. They would be left in the world as salt and as light until Christ would return But he knew that they also would be persecuted, that they would be tempted, that they would be afflicted and die for the name of Christ. And why would they do that? It is because they knew him. And they knew they were his own. And they knew his love for them and their love for him. And they trusted His promises. And why do His own still do these things today? For the same reasons. We know Him. We trust Him. We trust the promises given unto us. We follow Him. Even in the midst of persecution or temptation or affliction. Or in some cases even death. We know him and we know he is the good shepherd, and we know we are his sheep and that we belong to his pasture. We feel his presence and we know his promises. That is why his own still follow him today. Before he would go, even later in the Gospel of John, he would speak of the promise. John 14 1 and 2 says, of Jesus Christ speaking to His disciples in that upper room. He said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? The promise of Him going to prepare and the promise of His return, they held on to that, and we hold on to that today. His own still cling to that promise that Jesus Christ has gone to prepare a place for His own and that He's coming again to gather His own together. There was another promise He gave in that upper room of His presence through the Holy Spirit that would come upon them at the day of Pentecost, the same Holy Spirit that awakened your soul to the gospel that you have been sealed with until the day of Jesus Christ's return, His Spirit with you, strengthening you, leading you, guiding you, convicting you, drawing you back to the shepherd. He spoke of the Holy Spirit's promise in John again, chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. And he said, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Oh, how he loved his own who were in the world. And his own today still hold to these promises by faith. His own today are still being awakened and led by the Holy Spirit to follow, to serve, and to share the gospel and experiencing His love in our hearts through His precious Word. Oh, how He loved His own to the fullest measure of love. It also says in John 13, 1 that He loved them to the end. This goes deeper than just the end of His earthly stay. You could reword that, meaning He loved them to perfection. Perfection. He loved them to the uttermost. That what Jesus Christ gave and still gives is a genuine and perfect love. He loves His own in such a way that we really do not fully understand. Words really cannot describe the love that Christ has for His people. Because His own is also His bride the bride that the Father has given to the groom, Jesus Christ. He loves us perfectly and to the uttermost stretch of the meaning of love. Throughout the history of time, there has never been a love story or a love from one life as deep as the love that Christ has for His own. Christian, for you, never been a deep, deeper love than the deep, deep love of Jesus. Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is through Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God because He has loved His own unto perfection and to the uttermost. To those listening today that are His own. And through faith I want you to know that today and to be reminded He loves you perfectly. And He loves you to the uttermost. What do we do with this love? Well, the only appropriate thing to do when you see a love like this is to run to it. Discover this eternal love by coming to Christ through faith, believing in unto Him into salvation, and experience for yourself this deep and perfect love, not only in your hearts today, but throughout eternity. To run to this love, to embrace it, to believe in it. And He will love you into perfection, to the uttermost. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter where you are, And what you've done, come to Him and receive this love and He will love you to the uttermost. You will be His own. How could anyone reject this kind of love? Well, the truth is people do it all the time. There might even be some here today that you've heard the gospel many times and yet you still refuse to come to Jesus Christ to call upon Him, to follow Him, to obey His words. Some people reject love from other people, and many reject the love of Jesus and what He has done to show His love. And we see that clear picture in the life of Judas as well. Do you see the tragedy of Judas? Dwelling so close to the light Of the world at all times and yet choosing to stay in darkness. It's an amazing thing. And yet, many do it today. Seeing the love of Christ on a daily basis, Judas did, and yet hating Jesus in whom perfect love dwelt. Others are doing that today. We see in the life of Judas that he hated Christ to the point that he was willing to destroy him. The same invitation of Jesus saying, Come unto me, that drew many, only turned Judas away all the more. People are still doing it today. Maybe some of you here in these pews, you might say, but I am close. So was Judas. Sadly today, people are still rejecting that love. Not willing to be called one of Christ's own. Or they are ashamed of it. And embarrassed by it. Isn't it amazing that if we love another person, we show it? We tell it to others? We do that with our favorite sports teams as well. We share our love for our favorite team, our favorite players. We talk about it. We do the same with other objects that we love. We tell people about them. We brag upon these objects and what they mean to us. And however, too many are ashamed to be called one of His own. How amazing. Ashamed to tell others. Ashamed for others to know that we might be called Christians. Ashamed to go through the waters of baptism as Jesus Christ has commanded. Ashamed to do the things that Christ has told His own to do. This is a sad state to be in, beloved. And one that Christ does not desire for you. I implore you today. Do not reject the love of Jesus Christ. Do you not see today how He loves His own unto perfection? And to the uttermost? Do not be ashamed of the greatest love ever given unto mankind. Embrace it today. Receive it. Rejoice in it. Don't be just another person in the world, but be one of His own. Be one of His own through faith today. And those here and those watching, I want you to know that Jesus desires today to make you one of His own. It's why He came to us to save sinners. From the curse of sin, death, grave, and hell. It's why He came. And it's what He wants to do in your life today. Today as we prepare to sing a hymn of invitation. Do you know that you are one of His own? You might know that God so loves the world and you're banking on that. We have heard many times, and I have said it, and I think it is true from a Christian's point of view. We are not to hate the sinner, but hate the sin. But we say that with God sometimes. God doesn't hate the sinner, but the sin. But I want to remind you of this truth. If they do not receive His grace, He sends the sinner to hell. Would you today be one of His own? Do you know if you are one of His own? Do you hear the voice of Jesus calling? Would you tell Jesus your greatest need today? And I'll tell you what it is. It is to be one of His own. To be placed in the Father's hands. In the hand of Jesus Christ. In which no power can pull you from His hand. Because He loves His own to the fullest measure. He loves His own unto perfection. He loves His own unto the uttermost. I'm going to ask you today for those here, maybe those watching by live stream, to just bow your head and close your eyes. If today you do not know for sure that you are one of His own, and you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to call out to Jesus Christ today, I'm going to pray a prayer to help you, to lead you. And I ask that you pray that prayer with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, silently to yourself. If you're at home watching or someone else Shout it aloud. Gracious Heavenly Father, I see Your love today. I desire to be one of Your own and to receive Your love for me. Save me today. Cleanse me. Redeem my life from the pit. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And love me to the uttermost. And give me a love, Lord, to not be ashamed of the name of Jesus. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.